If you are suffering from any kind of incurable disease, please call this number right now and order your miracle prayer cloth. I said, listen to this foolishness. I'm about to hit the channel. And the guy said, I had prostate cancer. I said, wait a minute. And I got that prayer cloth. I went at home and, and I put it on my body and I was healed in the name of Jesus. This prayer cloth, only $3. I sent the man $100 and said, send me a prayer blanket. I was running scared. Remember going to Detroit and went to this healer. They said this lady had healing hands. I went there and a friend of mine named Rudy, he came in on the cane and I knew he was in an accident, had pinched nerve. And he was one of the people she pulled out of the audience. And she brought Rudy up there. He came up there with his cane. She said, what's wrong with you? He said, I got a pinched nerve. She said, what? My back here. I was in an accident. My back had been right for five years. She said, touch your toes. He said, oh, I can't do that. I I'm in too much space. She said, I said, touch your toes in the name of Jesus. He went down, wham! I said, whoa, I got up and got in line. By the time I got up there, she said, what's your problem? I said, I got cancer. I said, but just touch me on the head. It'll go through my whole body. Just touch me right now and it'll go through my... She said, where, boy, is the cancer? I said, I got prostate cancer. He said, touch him, Jesus. Touch him, touch him. I was running everywhere trying to get some help. When I was diagnosed with prostate cancer, I was given a two to three year prognosis. I went in a cave. I was embarrassed to come out. I was going through a divorce and then I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. I was out of my mind. I wasn't myself. How many of you know if you had your life to live over again, you could have done more than what you've done thus far? One night I'm looking at television. I see these young guys on television using all kind of profanity. And I was looking down them at my nose saying, look at this. This is horrible. And as I sat there in the dark in my footaloom underwear, God asked, what are you doing here on the couch talking about them? There's never been a statue erected to a critic. What are you doing here? I gave you Mamie Brown. I took you out of your biological mother's womb and placed you in the heart of your adopted brother. I saved you from prostate cancer. 14 years ago, they gave you two to three years. I gave you the gift of word to inspire. Here you are sitting at the dark, looking at these young boys, and they got somebody to buy into their dream. They got somebody to invest in their script. They got a cast. They got a crew. They got cameras. They got studios. They got it in theaters. They got it on television. You should be on television, and they should be on a couch watching you. What are you doing? Here! For 14 years, I procrastinated. How many of you thought about something you wanted to do and you stopped you from doing it? Raise your hands, please. And as we begin to look at ourselves, look at our goals, look at our dreams, and many of us hide out in excuses, as I did. For 14 years, I wasn't a vessel. I wasn't a channel for blessings. My Angelo said, all of us go so far, and then we paw. We paw. We take some hits. We have some defeats. 
we have some disappointments, and we stop dead in our track. You are a king. Kings don't run. Kings rule. Kings don't hide out in a cave. Kings have dominion. What are you doing here? you're new to the impact secret podcast show welcome to the family to my existing family big up as always thank you for joining the movement on this podcast show we shift the mindset through inspiration motivation with a standing of self-discipline i am your respectful host ed for all you smart and intelligent folks out there look 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 that just simply means ed now you know the motto the slogan what we stand on and what we live by here and breathe bet on yourself you won't win unless you get in the game and play a quote that's resonating well with the show here is you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have bob marley Listen here, family, if living means doing what you love to do, even if you have to fall to get back up. As you know, one question, two thought provoking statements. First question is, what excuses are you using not to take action? Again, what excuses are you using not to take action? First thought provoking statement, simple as you know how we do it here. Facing you, facing you, or better yet, now that it has come to me, I'm a, I'm going to remix that right now, family. I'm going to say the man or woman in the mirror, the man or woman in the mirror. That's that old Mike Jack uh, situation. And the last thing is being a critic again, being a critic today's episode is entitled what are you doing here what are you doing here see a group of managers and directors were being given a tour in a mental clinic one of the managers could not help making insults comments about some of the patients after the tour the group was introduced to a staff of the canteen the room manage the rude manager chatted to a man of the security staff sam who was kind of a ex-policeman are all they all of all <laughs> are all of these raven loonies in here then asked the manager just the ones who failed the test sam replied what tests said the manager well said uh, said sam we take them to the bathroom we show them a bath filled with water. Next to the bath, they see a bucket, a jug, and a egg cup. Then we ask, if you were to empty the bath, what is the quickest way? Oh, this is very simple, almost stupid. So the normal ones know the right answer. It's the bucket, right? Actually, no, Sam replied. The normal ones would say, pull the plug. 
Should I check when the, <laughs> should I check when the bed is free for you? That was brought to you by Barry Powell, 99 Inspiring Stories. You see, family, reason why I love that Les Brown clip so much is because there's so many different emotions that I can unpack there. One of the things that stood out and stood in front of me was about being a critic. I know I, I know you're not going to say it, so I'll do it for you. I know you're not going to admit it you know, for it, so I'll be the one to admit for myself. How many times have you sat back and watched or listened and seen something and you were like, how did they get that situation? Or whether it's a promotion, whether it's an opportunity, you're starting to question and doubt, like, how is this even possible? How are they even moving forward in that situation? How did this even happen for them? I'm better than them. Not being arrogant, not being egotistical, but it's just more or less of saying, I can't believe this is happening for them. See, family, the thing about it is, is that we 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 attack things that we know sometimes that we could we should be doing or could be doing anytime someone attacks something that uh, uh will will say something for example of of uh let's say you're out to eat and say man you know they could do this or implement that i say well have you thought about asking them about it or asking to be a consultant to do that see that changes the that changes the the narrative that changes the conversation see family we have to understand that we have to start changing the conversation. A lot of the products that you that you and I use came out of sometimes out of frustration. I heard a story about one day reason why how the Yeti came about. Let's keep it short and simple is basically, man, we're going fishing and looking for something to store, you know, things in there for their uh, for to keep their items cool. They couldn't find anything like that. So they went out there and created that, that thing. Family, what is there something out there that you know that you've been you, you may have been critiquing or making judgment on when you have the opportunity to go out there and do it? Oh, OK, I get it. I'm about to hit you with the. Uh, coming to America uh, situation. Aha. Aha. See, I know what it is. Is The thing about it is, is that it's going to require something of you that you may not be prepared to dig into. It may require something of you that you was not understanding or capable or putting together. See, that requirement is going to require you to stop hiding behind your excuses and take it and take immediate and massive action, as Tony would say. See, it's easier. It's, it's always easy to point out certain things until you're in the driver's seat. See, it's always easy for the passenger to point out the blind spot when you're in the passenger seat. Ooh, I like that. See, when you when you're in the passenger seat, the driver sometimes until that you know technology had came in place, but it was always a challenge to find that blind side blind spot on the passenger side. But when the passenger side is when when the passenger is riding, he or she can point out the blind spot not even not not all only on their side as well as your side and see that happens a lot see we we call these commentators or we call these you know where i'm going with the the peanut gallery i remember when uh i was in the hood uh one day and we were playing and you know i wasn't even supposed to be on this street or this block because i knew the situation but my homies lived over there. My my buddies lived over there. So, of course, I'm going over there to kick it. And I'm in, in this neighborhood, and we're sitting there, and we're young. We probably about, I don't know, 8, 9, 10. And 
we were playing hide and go seek. And so everybody, uh, so I went to go hide and a couple of the friends went to go hide. And as, as a routine, I don't, and you will know somebody from the neighborhood or have lived in a, an environment in which, uh, there is crime or there is, you know, they call it street smarts in a sense. And street smarts will have, you know, when you live through it, you, you have the ability to identify things faster than somebody else. And it's not, it's, it's just how you grew up or, or what you was, I shouldn't say grew up or what you were exposed to. And that's why every time when I'm walking, I'll look in a car that's passing by or on its way because of what I was exposed to. And as I'm walking, as I'm, you know, going to hide, I'm, I'm seeing this van and I'm like, this I've never seen this van on this block and the windows were I mean extremely tinted so you couldn't see in I'm like uh-oh this doesn't look good and it's I mean it's slowing is is driving so slow in which you're like what is what is going on here this is weird and you and then all of all of, all of a sudden you start thinking wait a minute uh-oh I think this is this is not a good look. I don't know if this is a drive-by or what. So let me go and find and, and, and go take cover. And as I go, as I as I get back to home base of where we were at, as far as that's where you know it was safe. The house next door, as this minivan is, is pulling up, and I'm watching it. So I'm like, okay, which way am I going to run? So I'm looking to see. I'm like, forget this game called hide and seek. I need to find safety. So all of a sudden, the, the SWAT team jumps out and goes into this house. Uh, at that time, we weren't calling them track, trap houses. We call them crack houses, if we're going to be honest. Where are you going with this, ED? Where I'm saying is, this family, is that sometimes in life, we play a lot of hide and seek with our life. We, we, we understand that there is danger near, but yet we still want to sit on our, and, and, and have a pity party. We, we understand that our gut and our instinct is kicking in or, or our spidey senses are kicking in, but yet we're like, huh. I'll get to it later or we don't take uh, we don't take action because it's not that we're not capable of it. It's that we don't we're, we're fearful if we take that step and we're going to be required to be committed. What's going to happen next? What will we be able to get the results that we're looking for? And just imagine if I keep doing this thing that I'm after or going after and I go and go and go and then I get to the end of the tunnel and I find out it's not what it is or better yet if I go, go and I go and then I don't get rewarded the way that I want to get rewarded so it's easier and it's simpler just to sit back and do nothing see when I came into this to this game of speaking I shared with you before I have been speaking in different situations and I didn't even realize that I was but what what got me is when someone pulled me to a side and said you got a gift and I said well yeah okay that's cool but what do you do with it I mean how do you use it how do you formulate it and I said well the, the person said well what you need to do is you know all these different things I was like okay I probably won't do that let me just get back to over here but see when 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 you have a calling or a purpose on your life it doesn't matter where you go or try to hide at you're always going to be pulled right back see you need to look at what keeps pulling you back to where you may not want to do you maybe you were thinking about starting that business and then you'll get get it started up and then all of a sudden 
you'll just stop and get comfortable and say, ah, oh, business is not for me. Nobody in my family owns a business. Nobody in my family ever was an entrepreneur. Nobody in my family even taught me business. See, these are all minimal excuses that we leverage. I'm not going to lie, family. I've used them. You've used them because it's easier to not to do anything, to have to take action and put yourself out there and fail. But see, as we understand about failing is it, the difference between between failing and a failure failing is is that hey I went after this it didn't work and then I came back and did it again and then I did it again and finally boom I was able to do it I was listening to um, Eric Thomas today and he was talking about you know really how many years he had put into his craft and see I think a lot of people forget that they all and I love what Jay-Z had talked about when he said and I'm, I'm even listening to Rick Ross book and he talked about the same thing and I didn't even know this that he spent 10 years really honing his craft as a rapper and when you look at what Jay-Z was saying he was like People are so attracted to the end results that, and I'm paraphrasing here. He's they, he, they're look they're so attracted to the end results, but they're not attracted to the process, not attracted to the commitment, not attracted to the destination. And a lot of times, you have to be attracted to the process. You have to enjoy the ride along the way because if you if you don't do that, then what's going to happen is 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 that you get to your goal and you're not going to be as as appreciative of it as you normally would or you should because of what you had to go through see in, in in life you're going to have to go through something to get to that thing that you said that you wanted especially if you didn't grow up with the resources of of people giving you guidance of how to be that thing and if you had to figure it out on your own but but the great thing and the blessing behind that is is now you can reach back and help somebody else who's coming down that same path or that's or, or, or is making that attempt to come down that journey and you got to tell them just like a little baby that's walking don't 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 give up now I know you fell back down get back up all right I understand it's not it's not easy but if it was easy everybody would be here we don't want everybody here we want a selected few see those selected few are the ones that are are, are not going to do what what sounds good they're going to do what was, is required because what is required is a requirement in order to get to that next step stop or station i hope i'm helping somebody here family what you have to understand family is is that when you make a decision to face you and that was tough for me. I, I'll be honest with you. When I finally faced me, because I didn't want to do this, I, I've, I've thought about many times of of giving up and, and, and not doing this, this, this thing here that we, you hear me on the mic, because I, I felt that I wasn't good enough, not good enough as far as talent, but good enough because of the things I've been through, the the disappointments that I've went through, the 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 letdowns or and the fitting some of the stereotypes uh, that that I but I said, you know, my pain and my frustration is my story, the opportunity to help someone so they don't have to go through that. I'm a, I'll borrow a Jay-Z line. So he said, uh. I went through that. So hopefully you won't have to go through it. So family, I realized that that's my, that, that is my purpose is to help people to go through, through, 
that are going through things or on the verge to go through things so they won't have to go through what I had, the, the mistakes I made, the poor decisions that I made. And I don't want to, I, I probably shouldn't say that there were poor decisions. There were areas of opportunities in which it had educated me about certain people, certain relationships that I expected to work or certain, you know, uh, job situations or or certain businesses to work and they didn't work, but the lessons in them were so impactful is that I learned that you can't, it's sort of like this is, is that you can't make people want you. You can't make people understand your truth. You can't make people want to be there for you if they don't want to be there. It's sort of like you being in a situation of trying to push a push something upon somebody that doesn't want it. I remember when I was young, my mom had the audacity. She thought that I was, I guess she knew I was special. <laughs> she would always say, you know, son, it, you, you are kind of special. And, 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 and when she said that, I thought she was just trying to be funny, but she, it was things I remember a story she shared with me and I remembered it, but uh, I was at the dinner table and I don't know about your parents, but my parents, my parents had a thing where we had to eat vegetables and I'm, I wasn't no vegetable kid. And it's funny now, I, man, I love vegetables. You put a big plate of broccoli in front of me was mm, okay. I'm sorry, family. I'll digress. But sitting at the table and I don't, you know, and she had, it was some peas and some other stuff and I was in carrots and I don't still to this day, I, I don't think I can eat peas or carrots, but I love vegetables, but peas and carrots are not really my high favorites. If they, if you were serving them, I would probably say, I'll just take a glass of water. I'm intermittent fasting right now. And so, uh, she sat that down in front of me and she was, and with some other stuff. So I ate everything else. And she was like, look, you're not going to leave this table until uh, you finish those peas. I said, okay. See, in life, you got to be so crazy and deranged when you're going after what you're going after that it doesn't matter what the distractions are going on around you and inside you because you know somebody is waiting on you to accomplish that goal. Somebody is counting on you to accomplish that goal. Somebody is, is hoping that you don't give in and give up like they did. So I sat there and when I mean, I sat there, she went to bed and I was still there. She woke up and she was like, uh, she woke up in the middle of the night and I was still there. And she said, son, go to bed. We'll, we'll, we'll handle this in the morning. So I went to bed same thing and she was like you are determined I said yeah I said mom you know just no disrespect but I won't be able to eat these and I know you're trying to do you know do good for me but this ain't I, I just don't want to do that. You know, ever since that day, she never did anything like that for me because I was so focused. I was so locked in. I had made my mind up. Family, when are you going to make your mind up about something you want to go after and lock in? And it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what is going on around you that you say today is the last day that I'm going to sit here and cry and be frustrated and wish wish things could get better and hope things could get better and, and, and praying. But we already know faith without works is dead. And if we know that, then why are we sitting around hoping and waiting for something to change when we've been blessed with the opportunity and the dominion to be better than we were to work on things that 
that we want to work on it. And I'm going to be honest with you. There are certain relationships, there are certain things that are not going to work according to plan. You can't fix those right now. That is not the time or the season. See, I'm learning and you got to work with me, family. I'm learning about this, about this different seasons. I shared that about what Tyler Perry had shared about mixing lifetime people with seasonal people. You got to be cognizant. Matter of fact, you got to be so careful that you don't make the same mistakes and and, and, and those type of decisions so you can ensure that you can be a better version of yourself. So when are you going to step up, family, and face you face you for the reasons of you saying that you can't do something or you 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 you're making excuses of why you can't do it because of this or because of that and you don't have this and you don't have that well family i'm going to give you some breaking news this is fresh off the impact secret podcast press we all start that way some have more advantage than others which is fine but see, when they have those advantages, the, their disadvantages coming up and, and going through that pain and going through that frustration. And I'm saying something. If I hope that you picking up what I'm laying down. I am saying going through. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be something that is just going to be handed to you because if it's handed to you, you're not going to know how to properly handle it. So family, start that vision or that goal that you have in mind, that dream that you want to do, do it slowly and methodically. I don't, I messed that word up, but what I'm saying, do it slowly and take your time with it and enjoy it. Because if you do, it doesn't matter when things get in your way, because you, you're, you're already, you've already sold yourself to what you're going to do in life. You've already sold yourself. So nobody can come and offer you something you don't want, nor do you need, because you already know what you want to do. Trust your gut, trust your instincts. That's, that's the reason why they're there. That's the reason why you need to focus on you first so you can focus on everyone else that needs you next. As you know, I have to bring that airplane analogy out and I'll end with that family. I promise I'll end with that. It's just, it's just as simple as this. When you're in an airplane, the first thing they always tell you to do as the stewardess is up there talking, she said, when the mask comes down in case of emergency, first put the mask on yourself and then help your neighbor family when are you going to focus on your dreams and the visions? I know the kids are still at home or the kids are in, you know, you're waiting for the kids to go off to college. But then what, what happens when they go off to college? Oh, I know. Then you're going to wait because now you got to do this and then you're going to wait. Stop putting off what you can do today for tomorrow, because we all know tomorrow is not promised. You may wake up or you may not wake up. So family, I challenge you to pick up that dream. I challenge you to, to come out of hiding and start focusing on you and loving you and, and adding self-love and self-confidence to what you've been blessed with and the talents and gifts that you need to work on so they can actually be true talents and gifts that can stand out above and beyond other people. Until next time, I've been your humble, respectful host, ED. And this has been another Impact Secret Podcast show. Understand, excuses are, are valid. But as Vusi says, do you want the emotions or progress? Because you can't have both.
you don't like that one, I'll end with this one then. Shallow men believe in luck or circumstance. Strong men believe in cause and effect by Ralph Emerson. I like both of them. I love both of them. So family, do something that makes you uncomfortable today to get closer to where you want to go tomorrow. Peace.